Welcome to the Great American Sports Betting Show, the show where we give you the real deal inside scoop on what's really going on in the world of sports betting. And now, without further ado, your host, Evan Wallace. Yo, and we're back. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You are now rocking with the Great American Sports Betting Podcast. I am your host, Evan Wallace, a.k.a. the Vegas Ambassador. With me today is our producer extraordinaire, Cyprian Francis, a.k.a. Sip Hop. Sip, what's really good, brother? How are you good today? Good morning, Evan. Good morning. What do we got? It's Tuesday, uh, February 24th. I do believe 25th, 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 25th. We're out Tuesday, 25th. And, uh, you know, I am in a very, very good mood. I am heading back uh, to Vegas very soon this Friday, and I cannot wait. But, Sip, I do know that you just had a, a birthday this past weekend. I'd like to wish you a happy belated birthday. Hopefully, you know, you wore off your hangover and uh, you had a good weekend, my brother. How was uh, sunny Los Angeles out there? I did. Uh, I had a blast. Thank you very much. Uh, went out with some, had a little party on Saturday. Went out to this little 80s break room club thing. Was too many damn people in, in the place and... You know, got it until about three in the morning, then then napped all day. So that's a successful birthday in my book. That's what it is. Now, uh, this is a topic for another day. But like, what is up with you know LA? Um, you know, those two o'clock uh, cutoffs and, and last call. Like, I know there's some four o'clock bars and stuff like that, but this is really LA. You know, they just really got to step their game up. But let me ask you this, uh, Sip, for the people out there listening right now. Could you tell the people a little bit about your background, where you come from, what do you do? Maybe they want to reach out to you at some point to network with you if they're in the L.A. area or making uh, creative projects. What is, can you give the people a little bit of background about what you do? I mean, if, if you need me to, Evan, but what I, I'm yes. here as a producer extraordinaire to help uh, rising talent such as yourself um, with unique ideas, bringing them to life. You know, the reality of why, you know, we moved from Chicago to L.A. was to work in the movie business. I really like creating content. I really like the idea of working with talented people. And, you know, I think at some point in life, people need to decide what they want to do for the rest of their life. And um, the answer for me is, I think, making movies, making content, working on, on stuff like this. So, you know, I got a website, CyprianFrancis.com. Um, anyone could always hit me up, you know, producing, editing, writing, marketing, um, just try to jump on exciting projects and, and make things happen. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Uh, you're being very modest. Sip is uh, a creative genius. He does the work, very hard worker, um, and he gets the job done and he's always working, which is something I like. I'd like to thank you as always for uh, uh, joining us and, and, and producing the show. Also, shout out to my homie, Shane Allen. Um, I know we got a new logo for the podcast. It should be uh, up on the social sites and the, and the webpage soon. Uh, Shane, my homie, American expat, lives in Tokyo. Uh, you can look them up online at Carmelo Vision. Um, and again, thank you, Shane. I appreciate that. Now, uh, you again are tuning in with uh, myself, Evan Wallace. And, you know, and just to give you guys a little background about me, 
if you are listening, is a good chance you know me from my Vegas past. I've been a Vegas host since I was young, 21. I moved to Vegas. I've been in the nightlife. Um, a lot of people don't know that at that same time, that's when I started betting on sports. Not only that, I've been playing sports my whole life. So it's something I've always been involved with. And a couple years ago, I stepped away a little bit. I went to go work for uh, one of my nightlife clients and they run a media advertising business. I was able to kind of uh, travel around the country doing uh, business and learning a new uh, talent stack, a new skill. Um, that's gone very, very well. And now I'm excited to be heading back to Vegas to be able to uh, get deeper into sports betting, get back to hosting some of my nightlife clients I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me. Um, I haven't always, you know, reached back out, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't really, uh, like I said, focused on that. I've been on other things, but that is coming to an end. And so I will be back on the ground in the Mecca, Las Vegas, Nevada. And if anybody is listening to this and they'd like to come and, uh, you know, network with us out in Vegas, or if they'd like to, call into the show uh if you have questions about sports betting you know definitely hit us up there is an email address sports betting pod us at gmail.com again that's sports betting pod us at gmail.com now uh we can go straight into it now there was a lot of stuff uh, in the sports world happening last weekend i think the uh, the pinnacle the the main uh, headline sporting event would have been the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight. Sip. Did you see that I just, fight? I just saw the memes of what's his name <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was a great fight, great fight. Not the uh, outcome a lot of people were expecting or, or wanting to happen, especially if you, if you bet on Deontay Wilder. And I'm going to just say this, um, you know, I don't, talk about things that I don't know about. If it's something that I'm speaking on, then obviously I would know a little bit or a lot of bit, I should say, about the subject. With that said, man, look, Deontay Wilder, he deserves credit. Uh, and the credit is being given because after about round two, dude was knocked silly, okay? He probably, uh, I think his eardrum was bust, which means he probably had symptoms of vertigo. If anybody out there has had vertigo, they know that you can barely even stand up on your own feet half the time. So having that and then also having a dude that weighs damn near 300 pounds pounding you um, is not easy. He stood in there and he took the heat. So I give him credit for that. But with that said, Wilder, man, listen, you know, he came out in this ridiculous costume. You know, that's one thing. But here's the thing. In the first fight between Tyson Fury and Wilder, Tyson Fury actually won that fight. So even though they gave the decision to Deontay Wilder, um, Deontay Wilder should have known that, you know, he was very close to losing. He should have lost last fight. And I and a lot of other people expected him to come back more technically sound to be able to do what he needs to do. Not only that, but he talked a lot, a lot of shit. Both of them did. Now, the best part about fighting and boxing is that when you talk shit to each other, you eventually get to go and get it on in the ring. Mano y mano, all the talking goes away, and you see who's the better man. And Tyson came out, and he laid that thing down. Not only that, but, you know, he understood Wilder was hurt, 
halfway through the second round. And then he ended up dragging that fight out for another five rounds just to add to the punishment. When you got a person that's been talking shit like that to your face on the internet saying this and that, and you get in the round and you get a chance to put him through pain, well, that's exactly what you do in front of the whole world watching. And that's what Tyson Fury did. I got to respect it. Um, if I were to bet on that fight, I couldn't bet because I'm not in Vegas. But if I were to bet, uh, I would have bet on Wilder, even though I bet Tyson Fury in the first match, which we were robbed of. Um, so I would have lost that bet. However, uh, Tyson Fury was much heavier. This dude, probably 50 or 60 pounds heavier. The fact that Wilder lost the first one, then he got whooped in the second one. I don't know why they want to give a, give the rematch for that, but they are. Um, so that fight is coming to a rematch. Anthony Joshua, AJ, is out there asking for the Fury fight. Well, you know, maybe you should have done that before, you know, they had these three fights. You know what I mean? So hopefully we can get Joshua Fury soon. I think Fury's going to want to knock AJ out too and then, um, you know, go ahead and uh, ride off into the, to the sunshine. You know what I mean? Um, so that is that. It was a great fight. Uh, also, this past weekend, real quick, I want to shout out to the UNLV Running Rebels uh, men's basketball team. They went up against San Diego State, uh, the number four, I think, number four or five team in the country. Took down San Diego State in front of a full house in uh, San Diego. Uh, San Diego State is where Kawhi Leonard uh, played basketball, and they have a really, really good team, but they weren't good enough. Shout out to the Rebels. Great job. Way to get that done. I look forward to seeing more good things from them. Um, and then also uh, a big story. Actually, it's a really big story. It should be uh, being covered a little bit further, but Sip, you're from Chicago. Uh, you're, a, you're a Brian Erlacher fan, I'm assuming. Sure. I mean, with the hair or without the hair? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you drive around Chicago right now, you can see all these billboards with fucking Brian Urlacher with, like, a mop on his head, bro. A full crazy. head of hair, man. That nigga, hey, he's back in the game, bro. Uh, so shout out to Brian Urlacher. Hey, man, you know, get, get back on TV, get a uh, head of hair, get that bag for uh, promoting uh, hair restoration uh, companies. Uh, I'm not mad at you. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. However, it appears that his brother, Casey Erlacher, was doing his own, uh, you know, things on the side. And he's actually been caught up in an indictment, um, an illegal sports gambling indictment. Uh, Casey Erlacher, the brother of Brian Erlacher, who was actually a mayor of a small town in uh, Illinois, probably about an hour outside of Chicago. You didn't hear about that, did you, Sip? No. I mean, so what? His brother is getting in trouble, and why is he taking the heat for it? Yeah. So, basically, for everyone out there listening, let me tell you. So, sports betting is a billion-dollar industry, okay? This is facts. Most of that multi-billion, I should say, most of the, that money is bet illegally because the laws in this country are so stupid that people, they would rather have people able to go and buy cigarettes and buy liquor. Now you can buy weed, but especially liquor. You can get up at eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, go to the liquor store, go to the gas station and get drunk off your ass for the whole day. But let you want to go and bet a sports game 
Oh, no, 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 no. That's just too much. Oh, you can go play the lottery. That's fine. Like, here, go play the lottery. Give all your money to the lottery. Um, but we're not going to let you bet on sports. So it is a billion-dollar industry. Surprise, surprise. Why did I come out with this podcast? Not just because I want you know to be a part of that, but uh, because I know sports, right? So put two and two together. Now, Erlacher's brother, Casey Erlacher, was – uh, he was in a, let's call it a unit, a group with a guy. Um, his name is, uh, he's an Italian guy. I can't, I can't find his name at the time. But the point is, is that this guy, Uncle Mick is what they call him. He was raided by the feds uh, a year ago. Okay. They raided his house. They found, I think, a million in cash, maybe a half a million in cash, some silver, some jewelry, some gold coins. Now, how did he get this money? Well, he got the money because he was running an illegal sports betting operation. And the way that works is when you uh, have, let's say you were in a state like Illinois, got it, Sip? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's say you want to bet on sports, but sports betting is not legal in Illinois. Okay. So what you need here is an out. Okay. Which means you're going to find an illegal way to place the bet. So this guy, Uncle Mick, he got a, a connection with a uh, sports book company in Costa Rica. Most of the offshore sports books are in Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, uh, Venezuela. They don't have any laws uh, regarding that. So you're able to run the operation from there. And then what you need is you need people in the States to bring you gamblers, right? So what this guy did, Uncle Mick, was he was bringing on a group of people like uh, Casey Erlacher, who would then bring better. So the better, let's say you want to bet a thousand a game. Sure. Okay. Let's say you want to bet a thousand a game. So you get people signed up to a, a website, let's call it an app where the app is located. Uh, IP, all that is in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. You're able to put funds up in America in an account uh, through your debit card or whatever. A lot of times it was, you know, through tradecraft, spycraft, which is trying to hide, it's trying to layer, right? So you don't want people to know you're putting money from your funds into an account that's going overseas. There's a lot of problems with that wire act, et cetera. So that's what they were doing. They were getting people, local Chicagoans to uh, join this app. You fund the account with maybe let's call it 5,000. A lot of times what happens is you give cash to this guy, let's say uh, Uncle Mick, uh, allegedly, you give 5000 to him, he gets the money over to the Costa Rican company, however they do that, and then the account is accredited. So now you, as a better in Chicago, have 5000 in your account uh, to bet on an app with sports games, right? Now, the Costa Rican company was paying this guy, Uncle Mick and, and Casey Erlacher, allegedly, to bring them the sports betters, which means if you bring them the sports betters, well, these guys are losing, you know, two, three, four racks a week, and they're getting a cut on the top. So now this whole indictment is saying that Casey Erlacher, Brian Erlacher's younger brother or, or his brother, um, was part of this outfit, right? Now, people are out there killing people. There's a lot of raping people. There's a lot bigger fish to fry. Uh, but it sounds like this dude, Uncle Mick, uh, and he does have an Italian last name, Del Guidici, right? I'll let you guys run to the conclusions on that. But when the feds came to get him, 
you start digging and then you find out, okay, now he's running a ring with some other people. Oh, who's this? Casey Erlacher. Oh, he's the mayor. Oh, he is also uh, Brian Erlacher's younger brother or his brother. So it was a pretty big uh, story. But the point is, is that there's so much money being moved doing sports betting in this country. And I originally thought legalized sports betting was going to quell that. It was going to help with that. But they've unfortunately rolled this out um, in not the right way. So it's a state will, issue though, right? Like it's a state, the state thing. It is a state thing, kind of like marijuana. Um, so a lot of you, hopefully maybe some of you listening, you wanted to be involved in marijuana. And, you know, obviously it's the same thing with that. It's a very regulated guarded industry. You got to know someone to know someone uh, to get in there. Kind of like medallions with taxi cab companies back in the day. Everybody knows in order to have a taxi cab company, you need medallions. A medallion, in order to get that, you usually have to pay for it. Usually $100,000, in order to operate, right? And I think you have to pay that yearly, something like that. Similar with, um, with sports betting. So if they overturned the law, federal law, uh, last year, a year and a half ago, saying that states can decide themselves if they want to allow sports betting. The problem is you have to include the mobile aspect, right? Nobody wants to have to go and go down. It's almost like having to go down to the bank every time you want to make a transaction or if you want to get food, as opposed to being able to use your debit card. And in sports betting, mobile, having the, the ability to uh, fund your account and then have everything access to your phone, but being able to do that legally. And unfortunately, the states are not giving people the right to do that. But So you, you uh, can't do that in any state on mobile? No, 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 you can. So, for instance, you know, Vegas obviously is the mecca here. It's ground zero. So Vegas kind of leads the charge in this, and they've always done it pretty much the right way. There, there are certain things that they could do better, but it's the best uh, system in the country. Now, when it's getting rolled out to other states, they don't all have the same type of system right? Mm -hmm. Many of them don't allow you to bet online or on your phone. You'd have to come into the sports book um, with people smoking cigarettes and farting and, and talking like, all types of stupid shit. Like the horse racing places. Like the horse racing. Yes, yes, yes. However, you know, um, you know, forget all of that though, right? Like they, uh, sports betting is a huge, huge industry. Lots of people watch sports, lots of people bet on sports, and a lot of people, a lot more people would bet on sports if they made it easier or if it was legal, which at this point it is not. Hint, hint, someone, opportunity to come in and improve that system. Uh, I'm working with a team right now that is looking into doing that, and hopefully there will be um, developments on that soon. Moving along. Sip. You heard about the Houston Astros um, cheating scandal, right? The Houston Astros cheating scandal. You know what? I really could care less about the Houston Astros, but um, they got their, you know, rings annulled or some shit, right? No, they didn't. That's kind of the problem. What? But you're a, you're a Dodger fan, right? No. Man, I don't like baseball at all. Okay. Gotcha. The most boring sport out of all of them. So there you have it, folks. That is the sound of a man from Chicago <laughs> who is not a Cubs fan. And White Sox don't really give us much to, uh, to root about. Anyway, moving along. The only reason why I bring this up 
No, the Houston Astros were not. They were not marked. They were not punished, penalized, for blatant cheating. The commissioner of Major League Baseball is a fucking idiot. The Houston Astros are fucking cheaters, which, you know, to be honest with you, lots of people cheat in professional sports. However, you got caught. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because the most interesting, entertaining thing about this is that there's now a bet you can make on the season for um, hit by pitch, right? Which, they're, which means that they think that people opposing teams are going to be throwing pitches at the Houston Astro players on a regular, which – Oh, yeah. man. It already started yesterday. So yesterday, yesterday was the first, the first exhibition game for the Houston Astros, and on the second bat, second or third for uh, Jose Altuve, who was kind of the ringleader for this whole thing, cheating scandal, he got plunked right away. First game, I think they put the over under for hit by pitch at eighty five for the season. Eighty five for the season. That's basically one every every other game which is a lot right somebody's getting hit whenever once every other game um you know hopefully there's lots of hit by pitches and lots of fights i want to see fools throwing hands with astros all season long that will make it entertaining um and make people want to watch right moving along maybe a little bit i guess maybe a little bit maybe not who knows i don't know um Anybody interested into the NBA, we're going to touch that real quick. NBA, NCAA basketball is uh, in full effect. you got NHL. And NBA right now, you got the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all I'm going to say. They are hot. There's a big game tonight, Milwaukee versus Toronto. Toronto is a plus one-and-a-half favorite at home, or plus one-and-a-half underdog at home versus the Milwaukee Bucks, total of 230. Interesting matchup, two of the best teams in the East, two of the best teams in the league, um, and that should be a good one. I don't have an opinion on that game. If I were to take it, obviously I'd probably ride with Milwaukee, who's a very good um, road team, but uh, Toronto is also good. NOLA, the New Orleans Pelicans play the Lakers tonight. As everybody knows, Kobe's Memorial was yesterday. And New Orleans has pretty much half of the Lakers team from last year that was traded, also adding Zion Williamson. Lakers are eight-point favorites tonight. If anybody's looking for some games to watch, those are the two uh, marquee matchups. Might get into NBA a little bit more as I get back in Vegas and as we get closer to the playoffs. However, if you're looking for teams to watch or put a future on, you'd want to look at Milwaukee, Toronto in the East, um, and then you got Houston, Lakers, Utah, and Denver in the West. Both of the, all of those seem to have a really good shot at winning it. Uh, in my opinion, I think I don't know, man. Um, Lakers or the or the Bucks. I think, in my opinion, would be the the favorites. Moving along to college basketball, real quick. Um, FSU, man, shout out to FSU, Florida State. They took care of business last night against Louisville. Um, and if you were looking for a future bet in college basketball, I would look at them. Florida State is playing really well, and they look very, very focused. Shout out to the coach, Leonard Hamilton. He's got those boys playing really well. Um, again, if you're looking for a future in 
NCAA basketball, I would look at Florida State, who was a 20 to 22 to 1 favorite, uh, or 20, 22 to 1 odds, meaning bet one, get 22, right? Um, so those are pretty good odds. I do believe that will start to go down as people start to bet them more. Tonight in college basketball, some really good matchups. Duke versus Wake Forest. Duke is an 11.5 point favorite on the road. You got Texas Tech versus Oklahoma. Uh, shout out Texas Tech. Shout out to Oklahoma. Lon Kruger, uh, ex-UNLV coach. Texas Tech is a three-point road favorite. NC State versus UNC. You got UNC tonight, North Carolina, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's one game that I would maybe take. UNC has played awful this year. Disaster. However, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites versus uh, in-state rival. Um, I don't think they want to get embarrassed again. I think they're going to give it a full effort. I might look at that game. And then Memphis versus Southern Methodist University, SMU, and you got SMU at four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Memphis Tigers with Penny Hardaway as the coach. Shout-out to Penny. Um, and so those are the matchups for tonight. Again, as far as college basketball is concerned, shout-out to the UNLV Rebels. I am a huge Rebel fan, and I look forward to seeing them uh, in person when I get back to Vegas. Um, and then on another note, you got UFC 249, something to look forward to in UFC. That is uh, Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov, or whatever, however you say his last name. Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, that is going to be a huge fight. Fortunately, it's in Brooklyn, not in Vegas, but there will be lots of viewing parties in Vegas. Anyone coming out, let me know. Now, that's going to wrap it up for today. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, and then we have a quick note. It is uh, hashtag fire guard packs. That is it. We are out. We'll catch you next week. If anybody needs to reach out, let us know. Hit up the email. Hit up the, um, the Instagram pages. It is at sports betting pod us i think um but anyway look me up on instagram at steak and evs two v's at the end at cyprian francis once again thanks for joining us we'll see you next week peace